What's going on, everybody? This is Colin with. Hey, guys, it's Elliot. And we are joined here by a special guest, Justin Spencer. Justin, what's up, man? Uh, I'm just in recovery mode for the next four years of my life. <laughs> four years, is that all? Yeah, yeah. My, I feel my legs will never be unsore ever again. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, so, Justin, why don't you give us a quick bio on yourself here? So uh, I'm not a triathlete. That's important to note as we go through this entire okay. podcast today. Um, uh, we're going to disagree with that, but okay. All right. I'll okay. let you start there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, uh, I'm, I'm from New Hampshire. I'm 45 years old. Uh, I own several businesses. Um, I own a band called Recycle Percussion. Many people might remember us from America's Got Talent. Uh, we've been on America's Got Talent more than anybody in history. Wow. Uh, we went to Las Vegas, did 10 years of shows in Las Vegas, $75 million in ticket sales. Um, I then started a TV show called Chaos and Kindness. And now we have a, a global brand. Um, I own a venue. I own a car dealership. I, uh, I'm a CrossFitter at heart and um, have a huge uh, love in, uh, for fitness. I think that everybody who's listening to this shares. Uh, however, we get to that breaking point of our, our physical exhaustion is always different, but none the same. We all enjoy it. And uh, yeah, I like breaking crazy world records and doing crazy stuff. And I'm very uh, happy to be here today. Yeah. You got some kids, right? Yeah, I got two kids. I got a beautiful wife. Um, and, uh, so that keeps me on my toes as well. Two beautiful daughters and a wife. So it's me and a bunch of girls. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, and you live, you live in Laconia or. Yep. I live in Laconia, New Hampshire, right up here in the lakes and, uh, and from New Hampshire, my whole life just moved back from, I was in Las Vegas for the last 11 years. Okay. Very cool. Nice. So yeah. And Justin is fresh off finishing the Ironman world championships. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm still running it. Um, I, didn't think we, I didn't think it would ever end. Um, you know, uh, I got my first taste of the triathlon world uh, a year ago. Right. Last, I definitely want to talk about this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A year ago. And um, so I have this TV show. We do crazy things. I live in Laconia, New Hampshire, which is where uh, Timberman 70.3 is hosted. In fact, I have a waterfront property in the, the I looked outside on a Friday afternoon. I saw these buoys in the water. And this is a year ago. I said, what are those? He said, well, it's an Ironman. I said, what is that? They said, well, here's what it is. I said, okay. I said, when is it? They said, it's, uh, it's Sunday. This is Friday afternoon. I said, I want to try it. Um, somebody found me a bike. Somebody found me a bike. Um, I had never biked a uh, road bike in my life. Literally never. Uh, I'd never swam. I, I surf, but I never swam more than probably a hundred meters at a time. And uh, I, I knew nothing. I knew absolutely nothing. I, 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 and I you, just guys, remember, I, you guys documented this, right? So yeah, we documented for our TV show and, right. um, and we did Timberman with, uh, with literally 24 hours notice. No, all I remember is going to the, right before the start line, they had a, they had a tent and I said, Hey man, I said, uh, what do you suggest here for the bike? Should I be eating any of this? I have no idea. We're both, you know, he's like, well, how many triathlons you've done? I said, no, I've never done any. He's like, well, what about your training? I said, no, dude. I said, I've never trained. I just decided to do this. I've never even put my feet into these pedals. As you can tell in the episode, because I immediately crashed at the start line. Um, and uh, he said, well, hey, if your legs start to cramp, drink this. And he handed me this little six ounce bottle. And I said, he's like, in, a, in case of emergency, just drink hot that. Shot. Was it a hot yeah. shot? Okay. Hot shot. Yeah. I didn't know what it was at the time. Yeah. I'm like, okay. 
mile five, bro. I was pounding that shit. I was like <laughs> mile five, like immediate leg cramps. Uh, I'm like, I need this. Uh, I also, I mean, to back up when I got in the swim, I didn't know there was a pace. I just started swimming. I thought I went really far. I, when I stopped swimming, my first, when I, my first started swimming, after two minutes, I stopped and realized I could still stand up. I knew I was in trouble. I could still stand up. I was like, I haven't gone anywhere. Um, it was, it was quite the experience. So that was my first taste of a triathlon. Um, and let's just say that the, uh, the run, um, uh, I was beat. I, I was so proud. I passed so many people on the bike and all the same people, uh, <laughs> average age is probably 70 all passed me on the run. Um, it was not my finest moment, uh, but, but you did it. Hey, on 24 hours notice, that's pretty good. damn good. And I thought you guys did. Uh, I had seen the, your episode before, but I did watch it uh, again here just to kind of refresh before having you on. And uh, I thought you guys did like an awesome job of being authentic, you know, like you guys always do. But uh, especially like the questions you're asking before the race and things like that. And, yeah, and I know given, given triathletes, you know, respect for, for all the things that, you know, we do, you know, plan a little bit more for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've learned. You know, yeah, yeah. So, you, you take away from that experience and like did it immediately. I mean, I'm sure you were pretty, I actually, no, now I can't remember. Like what, what was, what was the aftermath of, of Timberman? I had this really uh, emotional high. So I grew up really poor. I grew up, I didn't have a lot of money growing up and uh, I grew up in a trailer park. Uh, I've never drank a drop of alcohol in my life. Never done a drug. I grew up a lot of uh, uh, addiction around me. I have a lot of addiction in my family. So I never did that my whole life. Um, so, and I just, I always had this really difficult childhood, especially with my mom. And when I had success, I bought my mom a house. I bought her a house in Laconia. My mom does not have money. She doesn't work. And it was my gift to her. So I bought her this house. And I remember the last mile and a half of Timberman, I was running and I passed her house. And, and, and let me tell you something. All joking aside, although it will sound funny. If you can somehow remember back to that first time you did a triathlon, there was all these emotions that were coming out. I was like emotional about things I shouldn't be emotional about. Like I was like running, I'd see somebody's house for sale. I'm like, why is that guy selling his house? Like just random shit that like, why is that squirrel dead? Or like, I mean, so I ran by my mom's house. I was having all these emotions. I'm crying and I'm running across the finish line. I'm like in last place. I thought I, I was like so pumped up um, that. So when I got done, I said what probably a lot of people say, I'm never doing that ever again. And two days later, you're like, when's the next one? When's the next one? So um, I know I can do better than that. So um, that's pretty much the process for me. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Yeah, especially at least for me for the Ironman distance. I think during during every Ironman, I'd say this is the last one. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just even, you know, even when you get a little bit faster, right, it's, it's, it's never gets easier, you know, it's just, uh, you're pushing a different, you know, pace or whatnot, but that makes sense. So, so did you, did you instantly kind of go to like next thing is an Ironman? Yeah. So I went all in. Um, I took about a month off and didn't think much about it. Then Ironman, uh, the Ironman foundation heard my story uh, and they approached me and said, listen, we'd love to make you you know, uh, 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 a sponsor athlete for Kona. And they, and they, so they, they, I said, okay. Um, I made a commitment to do Kona. And initially I thought my goal was to raise $50,000 for the Ironman foundation, which we achieved. But my, nice. but my, in the, in the process, when I do things, I go all in. So 
I went and bought a million dollar motor coach. I, I bought it, moved it to Florida, did all my training in Claremont, started getting professional training down there. I, you know, I, I just went all in. I moved away from my family for three months. I FaceTimed my daughters every day. I worked, I ran all my businesses down there. And because I knew I was going to do Ironman 70.3 in um, Galveston, Texas. Okay. So I said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go really hard and train for like 70 days. Um, and I was a competitive CrossFitter. So, I, you know, I mean, it's like, so my, my workouts have always been sub 40 minute stuff, yeah. really hard, really strong, really powerful workouts. And I've been very competitive in that and won a lot of competitions, but this whole idea of triathlons, never having any experience swimming, no idea of pacing and no nutritional, you know, I went all in. I started obsessing and watching every Lionel Sanders YouTube video, watching every, you know, um, you know, yawn video I could find. I would just watch it all night long. While I'm sitting on my, with my leg compressions on and I went to Florida. I saw with 40 miles and then 50 miles and then 60 mile rides and 70 mile rides. And I would just, and I would cry after every single one. And I was lonely and I was really just put myself through this. And I started battling massive shin splints. And when I went to Galveston, really, I mean, I, I ended up getting my nutrition wrong, but I cut my swim from a 55 minute, with no experience to a 39 minute. I cut my bike, right. you know, from a 16.5 mile pace to a, a 21.5 all in, all in 70 days, but I took on a lot of salt water. I ended up puking through the whole run and only I did like a five hour and 30 minute triathlon. So I shaved an hour and a half off in 70 days of training, but I'd never done it. And, and I knew I could have done faster. So I then got really discouraged and essentially decided, really? you know, I'm not so going to do enough you're triathlon. That, you were that disappointed with that race? Even yeah. You dropped down to five and a half and okay, cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was disappointed because how I felt. I, I, mm-hmm. I puked the whole run. Yep. I took okay. on a lot of salt water. And I remember I kept hearing my trainer say to me, I kept hearing Amber, who you know, Amber, I kept yep. hearing Amber say to me, nutrition, nutrition. So I think I was taking in too much water. I was just pounding it. Uh, and if you know, I mean, if anybody that's listening is familiar with Galveston, lots of wind, uh, tons of wind. It yep. just blows you around. Uh, and, you know, on the way out on the bike, I was like going like 29 miles an hour. Like, I feel like a fucking superhero. Yeah, we did that and turnaround. You're, you're, I'm back. assuming you're you're on a tri bike now as opposed to a road bike at this yes, point. Yes, now I'm on a yeah. tri bike at this point. Cool. Um, it, you know, so again, I came across the finish line. It's on YouTube. I was bawling. I was in severe pain. I went to the med tent. They gave me Zofran. I'd been puking the whole run, and I said, "I'm never doing this ever again." Like I crossed the finish. I said, "I hate this. This sport sucks. It's <laughs> miserable. I'm not training anymore. I don't want to run." It's boring. I'm wearing a fucking diaper. Like, I don't want any of this. I hate the sport. Uh, and two days later, I'm like, I think I can get better. <laughs> right? That's how it goes. Oh, this every is a very similar us. conversation. <laughs> Pretty much everybody on this, you know, is listening can probably relate to. Absolutely. So that's awesome. All right. So did you do any other races between Galveston and, and Hawaii? No. Um, I realized, so I went back to CrossFitting. Um, so I own my own private gym that I just use for me and I went back to CrossFit because that's my passion and I started CrossFitting. So I took a couple weeks off and then never did any bike run or swim because in the back of my mind, I'd given up on Kona dream. I was okay. like, you know what? So you're not signed up at that point. So at this point I'm not signed up, but Ironman foundation, I've already raised 30,000, my 50,000. Okay. And Ironman's probably expecting me to be there. And I go all the way through April, May, June, July, get into August. And now I'm committed. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it, but I'm just going to show up. And I'm just going to do it because the time's irrelevant. 
My goal is to raise money. I don't like training. It's too time consuming. I own five businesses. There's no way I can do this training because I started seeing the, what it would be. It's like 90 mile bike rides, 110 mile bike rides. Like this is, there's just no way. I don't have the time. So I called my friend, my coach, Amber. I said, Amber, you got to shoot me straight. Ironman Kona is in seven weeks. I haven't trained. She's all I know. I said, I haven't run more than three miles in this training. I've been the only CrossFit. Yes or no, I can do this on no training. And she said, if anybody could do that with no training mentally, you could probably do it, but you're going to hate the experience. You're going to hate the experience. And at that moment, I went, all right, I'm going to give it seven weeks of training. But I, I basically never ran more than eight miles because I was afraid to get shit splits. I did some good bikes. I only got three bike rides in of, of over 90 miles. I did no swimming. I did no swimming practice whatsoever. And I flew to from Hawaii. From outside confidence you build from, you know, uh, Timberman and stuff. You just said, uh, the heck with swimming. Yeah. I just kind of <laughs> felt like I could spend a lot of time swimming, but I might only gain three or four minutes. And to me, I was well, like, that's, I'm sorry. That's right. You did make huge gains. That's right. For Galveston. That's fair. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, so yeah. okay. I thought, listen, if I could do Ironman Hawaii at 45, never done a full, never run a marathon, never bike more than hundred miles, never swam more than a mile and a half. And if I could do it in 15 hours and, and have fun doing that process, I'm fine with that and still maintain my CrossFit workout. And so I went to Hawaii two weeks early. Um, I get into the water. I swim about 800 meters in the ocean. It's about 10 days before Kona starts. And that was my first taste of swimming in the ocean without a wetsuit um, and the salt water and all that. Even though Galveston was salt water, I had a wetsuit. I was very buoyant. And I was like, okay, I think I can do this. But I was like, I've never, I remember, and if you've seen it, now granted, if you're not familiar, Kona's out and back essentially. So the, the buoys go on forever. What seemingly looks like a runway, a plain runway. And I was staying on that. I was staying at the, the, the Royal Kona, which is basically the halfway point. So I can see the entire, from my hotel room, I can see the entire, I'm like, there's no way I can swim that far. So I get a call from Ironman Foundation. They said, hey, listen, there's a practice. Uh, there's a bunch of people getting together a swim thing on Sunday. You should sign up for it. It's like 40 bucks. Oh, right, right, right. The practice swim. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Elliot, Elliot and his wife did that. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know it was swim the whole fucking thing. <laughs> I thought it was a go out there and practice a floating start for people who are like amateurs or people. Now you have to keep in mind, I want to let the listeners know something. 5,400 athletes did Kona this year. Two of them have never done a full triathlon, and I'm one of the two. Wow. Ah, really? No Think kidding. about that stat. Yeah. Only two of 5,400 have never done a full Ironman. Me and Dwight Clark, who's a professional NFL player. Okay. Really? Okay. All right. So we're the only two. I didn't know that. Yeah. Ironman's like, you're the, well, you have to qualify. Well, sure. No, no, I mean, yeah, it makes, I guess actually, technically, you, there is um, the Hawaii 70.3 that you can still qualify at, but yeah. most of those yeah. people that are qualifying they've are still it. probably doing a full, you know, yeah. whatever. So at it makes sense, life, but I didn't so realize that. I've yeah. never swam. So I'm thinking Ironman suggesting I do this to get used to the water. So I show up down there, no fucking breakfast. I've got like my shit. And I, I as I get close, I'm like, man, there's a lot of really good shape in shape people here, like going <laughs> to the water. They need practice. I was like, I thought we were practicing like the start and go swim for 40 meters. And I got there and I walk up and they, they gave me a fucking timing chip. I'm like, timing chip. I'm like, I'm, so, I'm so, I, at this point, I have no idea what's going on. I'm so confused. And like, yeah, yeah, we're doing the whole thing. So I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm only doing that once in my life. It's, it's race day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm only doing this yeah. one time. 
it's race day. That's how I'm going to do it. And I did the swim and uh, I ended up doing it. Yeah. And it was like, um, and it was, it was, it was miserable. I, I just, <laughs> I just didn't, I'm not a fast swimmer. It took me like an hour and 30 minutes. I was slow. Not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. I, I mean, I given mean, how much time you put into it, I think that's pretty damn badass, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I never practiced a swim. Um, so that was kind of my intro to, to Kona. I did a lot of uh, bike riding there. Um, and yeah, so I mean, the Kona experience was great. Uh, I got there, like I said, two weeks early, got a really good feel for it. And I got to tell you one thing. I love the triathlon community. The individuals yeah. there are so positive. They're, I come from CrossFit where they're positive, but there's a much more testosterone base. Like, you know, we're, we're going to, we're head to head. I didn't get that feeling at all. Um, I got the, I mean, maybe because I'm not intimidating looking at all. They looked at me like that guy's not fast. I don't look fast. Um, <laughs> they, they accepted me for who I was. Yeah. Um, I'm five foot seven, 180 pounds and just like, you know, a muscle ball. So I'm, I'm not yeah. built necessarily for, for the triathlons. Um, but I just think the community has been supportive. Uh, I, it was what a really cool event. I'm so glad and thankful. I went and did Hawaii. Um, and we can get to the race at some point here, but uh, yeah. the race was 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 a very huge learning experience. That I think I could take from for the rest of my life. Right but I'm never doing it again. Uh, <laughs> never uh, doing it again. Uh, Did you do the underwear uh, run? What's that? Did you do the underwear run? No, I, I was like, I'm not doing anything that I don't need to do. Um, <laughs> that's going to take away my energy Stop. level. Probably thought you'd sign up for that, and all of a sudden you'd be running the marathon. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to <laughs> I'm done after the swim. I'm not going to sign up for anything else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So I mean, but even so, like when you go back to your training now, once you told Amber you were you were game on, did you like you just like did you go full blown like hardcore for those seven weeks? Um, I wouldn't say hard. Yeah, I mean, I went all in. Like yeah. I said, I skipped okay. the swimming days. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't, I couldn't mix in the CrossFit because the CrossFit, the one thing I realized with triathlon training, I'm rarely, I'm rarely sore mm -hmm. with, with, with triathlon training. It's, it's very easy in a lot of ways. Even the threshold pushes are pretty easy uh, compared to CrossFit, compared to, well, right. You, know, you can just, you know, you can tolerate that and just, you know, yeah, it's, more long, it's, just, more, yep. it's not compressed. Right. Yeah. right. Um, but I, if I do CrossFit training within that, my muscles can't recover. I'm too sore. You know, I learned the how you know, I would do some heavy squats and some shit. And the next day I'm like, there's no way I can ride the bike team. My legs are shot. So I just said, I'm going to have to go all triathlon. Um, and luckily for me, my wife, uh, you know, Ryan and Tony, my band, uh, they all rode with me a lot of times. Oh, yeah? Or they'd oh, ride, nice. you know, I, if I do 90 mile ride, they do 50. You know, I, I do an extra 20 out and 20 back, you know, so that was really cool. Uh, and they all did Timberman. Every single one of them, we all did Timberman together this year. And that was really cool. There was like 12 of us. Well, was it really? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's right. Yeah. So, um, you know, I got acquainted right with, uh, helped out, um, a bit with one of your, um, what is it? She's your marketing gal, right? Um, Melissa, who's been working for you for a long time now, uh, who's 50 years old and got tapped to do the triathlon and, and much like me, she's genetically challenged in the sense that she's short, you know, she doesn't have any experience with that stuff. And, um, you know, but she killed it. I mean, it's not, it's not, an easy sport there's so much to it as far as like i mean just preparing for hawaii from a nutrition standpoint is very stressful right uh, i'm sure that you're still even refining even all these years later you're still oh, learning things 100%. imagine being 
Imagine never have done it. Imagine have never running a marathon. I have no idea how to fuel, how much to take in and how to deal with cramps. I just don't have the experience. Yeah. So you're up against that as well. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it, it's, it's a the, difficult thing. Right. What, what's going through your mind the day before the race? I'm ready. Right? Yeah. I'm laser focused. I got a huge fan base. They're very supportive. Um, and at this point, now that I've done the swim, and now that I've, I feel really strong on the bike, I now know that I'm going to finish the race. Cool. And yeah. that, that sounds very easy for a lot of your professional listeners, but to somebody that doesn't do triathlons, yeah. and that Hawaii's on these race, you're thinking, am I going to finish this thing? I'm on seven weeks of training at 45 years old with no experience. Yeah. So, well, you know, now I I'm mean, like, okay. I'll, I be, I'll be honest. You know, the first time I did that race back in 2012, get what? That was by fifth or sixth Ironman, um, you know, I do remember, you know, not exaggeration. I think it was like the Thursday before the Saturday race, like I was getting my bike out of the car, you know, and like, I was already sweating my ass off and I was like, holy shit, I don't know if I can do this race. Like, so even with as much experience I had at that point, I was seriously doubting myself. So I, that's why I asked like where your mind is at. Like I can yeah. only imagine with, you know, the lack of experience where your head could go. Um, it was, it in was interesting conditions. because the night before I went to watch and support the females coming across the right, finish line. Right. Yeah. And, and I, I didn't go down to watch the, the pros. I watched it on TV, but I went to watch um, the people that were finishing, some of the age group or males that were running, um, some of the people that were finishing in like the 11, 12, 13 hour range. And it was amazing. I don't mean this self-serving or at all rude. I don't mean it that way, but I would see people finish their finish line who don't look necessarily like they're in great shape. Yeah. People that are that are that are 15 years old and that beat me by an hour in this race. And, and I'm thinking to myself, this is what the importance of training is. Because triathletes, yes, there are some that that do look like they're in good shape, but not relative to like the people I hang out in the CrossFit world who just look like they're like Cut. I look at the CrossFit right. yeah. games, they look okay. like superheroes. Right. You know, totally. and you see a lot of these people go, like, holy cow, that lady who's 70 years old who has no muscle tone in her body can finish that in 12 hours. I, I better be able to finish this race. Right. Um, and they kicked my ass. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they kicked yeah. my ass. It's, it's like going to yoga for the first time. You're like, Oh, this is easy. Eight minutes in. You're like dying totally. from not moving. Right. Right. Yeah. If you don't Absolutely. do it all the time, you don't, you don't know. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's totally. Well, and I'm sure there. if, I'm sure if these triathletes did CrossFit, a lot of them would not be able to, do any of it either so kind of goes both ways yeah 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 i know i can tell you by you know i can tell you from experience that there they would it's a different mindset it's a different, you know it's a different thing oh, two, different totally. animals. two different animals yeah yeah it sure is yeah very cool did you so, ever is is crossfit endurance still a thing is is that did you ever try that during um, your there there's there's different variations of it um crossfit is tough because you have to have a lot of skill Right. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of skill involved, uh, gymnastics movements, which I'm not good at powerlifting, which, you know, at 45 years old, you're always pulling back muscles. The thing I did like about triathlons, I was never sore. No matter how much I did, I mean, running. Yeah. A little bit, but I, I was never like, there's time. Well, you right. Your shin yeah. splints, you weren't running. You didn't only went eight miles a set anyways. Right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. But yeah, because Ellie, you did CrossFit endurance for a bit, right? Yeah, and I think it helps. I mean, I, I, I honestly think that that's kind of what helped you through Ironman. I mean, it's, oh, I yeah. just remember how tough those workouts were. And I mean, we did include 
pretty long runs mixed in with CrossFit. So, I mean, it was kind of, I felt it was kind of risky, but I mean, if you could stay healthy and it, it yeah. helped me back well, in the day. Yeah. I, tried I mean, out. specificity, right. Is a thing, right. You gotta, you know, you're going to, you're going to prepare for a swim bike run race. You know, you gotta prepare for that, but the base and the fitness that you've taken from CrossFit, you know, there's no doubt that's, you know, monstrumentally beneficial to somebody that you know was just coming off the couch obviously you know it's, yeah it's, i don't yeah. know not, again not self-serving but how many 45 yeah. year olds could do iron man in hawaii um on seven weeks notice i, I you know how many people that back up how many people could do timberman on 24 hours notice at 45 you right. have to have a base of fitness already yeah, there exactly, to even consider, exactly. you know and really i mean my timberman was a seven hour but if i look back on it when I got done the swim, I waited for Ryan for five, ten. My transition for fifteen minutes. I was stopping talking to my kids. I wasn't even trying to race. Yeah. I was like just to prove I could finish an Ironman with no. So I mean, really, it's probably I'm doing a six hour try, six fifteen if I really yeah. wanted to, yeah. and that's a good for one day's notice with no experience. That's solid. Yeah, you know. Uh, absolutely. You know, there's people that train on the regular that can't pull that off. You know, so no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. So let's go through the the race. I mean, you're you're confident a little bit more, I guess, on the swim. But how did uh, how did the swim go for you? The swim was good. Um, of course, if you're not familiar with Hawaii, uh, they put you in age group age groups. I'm the 45 to 49, and you're in age groups to your swim cap colors. And I remember going out there. I had my swim cap on. I think it was baby blue. Green was behind us in the in the um, in line, and they were going to start 15 minutes after us or whatever it was, 10 minutes after us. I remember getting in the swim, and when I reached the halfway point, I'm turning around. I then start seeing the green caps pass me. And I was like, oh, shit. Here come the fast swimmers. And I knew I was in trouble because I kind of started the back of my age group knowing I wasn't a fast swimmer, so I wouldn't be in anybody's way. Um, and I knew there was a bunch of people coming. Uh, I finished the swim in about an hour and 29, something like that. Um, I get off. Yeah, my transition's not bad. Yeah. Um, I knew all I kept thinking all day long was don't fall for it. You have a marathon to run. That's all I kept saying. Don't fall for it. Like, don't go out and fucking rip the bike. You'll never make the marathon. Just get this done in piece by piece. So I didn't take in much water on the, the ocean swim. I felt great about that. Um, you know, and uh, the bike ride. We had a brutal, I think, Colin, you raced the same day I raced. Yep. We had a brutal headwind going out, which I had to experience. Part, it was stronger. Yep. At the yeah. beginning yeah. there. Yep. Yep. I, you know, I was like, man, I could, I was like, man, I can't, I was putting a lot of power down, but I wasn't going anywhere. And that's not what I had been testing the two weeks prior to that. Um, the bike ride, uh, I started to cramp early. I, now, again, here's another important note. I never did transition. I never did swim in the bike or bike in a run training i've only no, ever okay no brick sessions uh, yeah okay i never yeah. did any brick sessions ever so this is the first time i'm going on to the bike in my life after 2.4 mile swim so now i got some charlie horses i'm feeling in my buttocks and my 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 hips that wasn't there before so the first 30 miles of the bike were really tough for me um and then you might you know as you get past mile 35 you start to do the the, the, the 18k ascent um it never, the, the wind was brutal and it never ended that climb for me before the turnaround point. Javi, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Javi never, it just went on and on and on. 
and it was well, we, we actually we got lucky buddy usually it's a headwind on there and it actually was uh, a tailwind you know the winds were kind of shifted this year a little bit on that and uh some of the years when you got a headwind there it's uh it's, it's never ending brutal yeah it's very yeah messed with your head you for what, sure yeah going back down was fun as shit yeah and yeah. there was a couple times you know you're hitting the mid you know the mid 40s of your bike and you're getting those speed wobbles yeah. and you don't have experience you know and you're trying to eat a fucking gel and there's bananas falling out of your pocket <laughs> um and uh yeah so we you know the bike really started to get hard around mile 80 for me um i wasn't taking the nutrition and um and but i think i finished strong on the bike the bike was a i can't remember the time i five something five high fives something like that great something like that but it's good um what's that that's really good man yeah 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 I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was six. I can't, I, I can't remember what it was, but, but nonetheless, we'll I think I want to hear, I'm going to pull it up here right now. Yeah. yeah pull it up for me. So then I get, you know, I get on the bike and I'm thinking to myself, there's no fucking way. There's no way. There's no way I can run a marathon. And I'm like, I'm gonna have to walk this thing. And like, and I'm thinking, if I walk it, I'll finish in 17 hours. I'll, I'll finish the race. Yeah. Right. Um, the first couple miles were tough for me on the run. Uh, I then I started puking a little bit, so I went to porta potty. Five fifty three um, was your bike. What's that? Five fifty three was your bike. Sub six, man. Okay, solid. okay. So I, I know it's that, that are six hours. Yeah. So I get I get done the bike and I get into the run, and I don't know what's actually harder, the bike or getting the tri suit off to take a shit in the porta potty. Because <laughs> when you're running, people are spraying you with their garden hoses for some reason. I'm just getting hit by people like it's a, a fucking water park. So I'm saturated. I can't get the thing off in the porta potty. You and got I'm a sleeve suit, right? Sleeve suit. Yeah, sleeve suit. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. So I'm about to shit my pants. Uh, so I puke a little bit, uh, which helped. And then uh, the first four miles are tough for me. Uh, it was really about mile seven to nine on the mile run. Where I was like, this. It, it's I'm really hurting i wasn't taking nutrition i was crashing mm. um and it was it was never my legs never my shins it was my stomach my stomach for whatever reason i was nauseous i was massively bloated i looked like you know some kid from a national geographic picture i was like i was just my stomach looked like a bowling ball in it and i was just like so just you know and uh i took some Is Advil that like eight. you're talking about right when you're like heading up Polanyi and then getting out of the queen yes. K, kind of right in there yeah I, yeah at this point i haven't hit the um the uh the energy area what's that called the energy yeah, lab, the energy lab. Yep. about yep. two three miles before that's where i was like there's no way yeah. and i didn't even know what the energy lab was but i thought it was just a quick turnaround i didn't realize it was an entire city that you go run through <laughs> for you know you're in there for an hour and a half i didn't know what it was i i thought that was a turnaround they go left and i went left and then left again and then then take a right and then go all the way down and take another right. And I'm like, where, what is, at this point, it's pitch black, right? It's nighttime now. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got into a rhythm, man. I did like a six or seven mile unbroken run where I was holding like a, a slow for you guys, but like a, like a 9, 30, 10 minute pace. And my legs had gone so numb that I just didn't feel them anymore. And I got this euphoria. I was like, and I, I, um, I saw one of the guys, my best said, text my wife, I'm going to do this thing. In 14, 
14.30. My goal was 15. I'm like, I'm going to do this in 14.30. And she said, no, no, no. And I, I was convinced of that. And she said, no, you're going to do this in 13.30. Yeah. I know it's not possible, but I, I have my timing <laughs> all off. I do the run. We had a lot of people from New Hampshire that were there. Um, yeah. A couple of people that had done, a couple of people had seen me in the course. A couple of people came, ran, ran beside me, held my hand, told me this, you know, for 500 feet. They'd run by, come on, man, you can do this. The last two miles. And I remember saying to myself, Timberman and Galveston, I had to walk, run the last mile because there was so much pain. No matter what I do, I'm not going to unbreak that last two miles. I'm just going to run it. And I just ran it. I smiled. I took a moment. I, I knew I would never do this race ever again. I saw some people holding up chaos and kind of signs. We had some uh, fans for our TV show that live in Hawaii. I stopped them. I real quick, I gave them kisses to fans. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to enjoy this. But I'm probably never going to do it again because I'm the kind of guy that's like, I'm going to be on to the next hobby. Yeah, sure. And I'm just going to enjoy that last mile. And I had such a great time. Um, and of course, you, you know, the, you know, they say the finish line is like, you know, the best finish line in the world. It was amazing. Um, uh, my kids were there. My wife, they're both standing at the finish line right there. We're able to give me a hug. And, um, you know, did it 13, 30 or something like that. 13, you know, 22. Yep. 13, 22. Okay. Um, it's irrelevant for me because it, it doesn't matter. 13, 22, 12, 22, 15, 22. I finished yeah. the damn race with seven weeks training. That, that I, came the finish line. Yeah. I said what I said every time. I'm never doing that ever again. Um, and, uh, you know, I went to the back. I almost passed out. Ate about 35 pieces of old Domino's pizza. And, uh, you know, and I was, I was like, you know, you're on that high for a couple of days. And that high for me lasted for about two weeks. I came, I, I, you know, from there, I went to California. I did some filming for my TV show. I went to Las Vegas, did some filming for my TV show. Made it back to New Hampshire about a week and a half after Ironman. I felt amped up about it and um, was very proud of myself. And now the good news is every CrossFit workout I do feels like a sneeze <laughs> in, the in the how long it takes. There you go, right? It's all relative, like, right? like, this is a 35-minute workout. I'm like, bro, let me tell you something. If I have to see another fucking gel pack, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. Well, I mean, congratulations, you know, and uh, I think that's, that's really cool. And, I, you know, I'll admit it, like, I remember when I did hear about, you know, you doing Timberman and it was kind of like, oh, you know, let's let's see what happens, you know, but it's like, you know, we obviously put a lot of time into this and, you know, it's it's something we're dedicated to, um, you know, but like the way you did the video and stuff like that, like, I thought it was fantastic. And like, you know, I, I think you... You know, it wasn't like you, you you respected what you were doing in, in our community and stuff like that. So I like I appreciate that you were doing that. But like, you know, at the end of the day, to me, it's you know, it's all about, you know, wellness and, and lifestyle and living healthily. Right. You know, and, and yeah. you know, that's what you're doing. So, like, I think that's that's absolutely fantastic. And now, you know, you have a platform and you're sharing that. And you know, I've seen more now since you've, you've done this race. I've looked at you a little bit closer, but like what you're doing and sharing things and what you guys do, I think is absolutely awesome. So, you know, thank you for sharing that with, with the triathlon community. Yeah, I gotta, I've got to, I mean, I'm obsessed now with following triathletes. Um, yeah. You know, I, I have so much respect and admiration for the athletes, um, just as much so 
for the amateurs that are juggling multiple kids, um, you know, that, that are finishing these triathlons. It doesn't matter how fast it is. The work that it takes to get this done, I tried to cheat and I did, it didn't work. I tried to cheat my time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I tried the, oh, I got the shortcut. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But well, no, I, I mean, mean it's, it's a different, it's a different animal. It's a different beast. And I got to tell you, there's a lot of people who do triathlons that said, and they weren't being mean, but the, I see them comment on my page. I'm like, this, he's not going to finish Kona. Yeah. He's, he, he, without the training, he's, you know, he's not going to finish Kona. The one thing though, that has kept me away from drugs, alcohol, that made me a self-made millionaire at a young age. Um, that's enabled me to be, it's, it's mentally, mm -hmm. I'm a strong motherfucker. And yeah. that to me, all joking aside, I'm stronger mentally than I am physically. Yeah. So that kind of thing, and I see a lot of that in all these triathletes that are either the pros or even somebody who's, like I said, I have so much respect for like, I don't care how fast you do it. Yeah. It takes fucking work. And a lot of people don't have that time. And I have so much respect uh, for people that can put in the time in anything. Um, so, I mean, I am a lifelong triathlon fan forever. Um, you know, and I look out of it. Um, I've learned, I enjoy cycling. So if I take something from that, I will probably always keep cycling and running. I, I like the aspect of the fitness, um, but I now know, I mean, where does somebody like me go from here? So where do you go? I mean, I've already done the most prestigious Ironman you can do. You either go back or try to go faster. And I don't want to fall down that rabbit hole because it's too time consuming. And I'm probably a lot like you. I'm addicted to like faster, better, faster, better. Mm -hmm. And I just know I'm too far behind the eight ball to ever be something without sacrificing everything in my life and i'm just i don't love it that much to make that commitment sure. so yeah. but i love fitness so i'll do triathlons again i'll do some 70.3s again i'll do some relay stuff again i'd love to meet up and work out with you sometime i'd love to yeah. be a part of what you guys are doing but you know i don't have that was a bucket list item for me and it's like okay what's next in my life yeah well, I mean, and, and I honestly would have said, you know, if you had asked me, can I do this? I would have said yes, you know, and I, and I think exactly for that reason you said it is the mental, like 17 hours is a long time, you know, like, so even somebody, you know, that has some kind of athletic base, I mean, as long as you can literally know how to swim, I think that could definitely deter people. Like even let's take um, the guy, Tony, the other one um, that, that did the same program that kind of Melissa did for 70.3, like. He, he didn't finish the swim at Timberman right. 70.3, right? So, like, people like that, that, you know, you have to kind of get some techniques and foundation with the swim to be able to finish it. But from there, you know, if you hopefully have some kind of nutrition plan that's going to work reasonably well and, like, a strategy there and you have the mental toughness, I think, you know, assuming nothing catastrophic happens, I think a lot of people are able to do that, you know, if they, you know, assuming they have the, the mental strength that it takes to do that, you know, which is obviously not a light thing to take, you know, whatever, but, you know, hearing your situation, knowing more like about you, I would have said, yeah, I really think you can do it. So I'm, you know, not surprised. And I'll say, man, the, the finisher pick I saw of you coming across the line, I don't know how the hell you had the energy to like go down have partially on your knees like that. And I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I i i don't even know because i tried squatting at one point i was like there's no way i thought it'd be like on my knees like someone come get me hurry up <laughs> okay that's enough yeah right right, right. Yeah. yeah so that's uh that's very cool um so yeah um you know and that's that's again like you know you take away cycling from it you know which i think especially for crossfitters right it's such a great cross training you know capability there where you know it's no impact right but it's going to be able to 
you know, depending on how you're structuring your training and things like that, help you from an endurance and a base perspective that I think can, can help you as a CrossFit athlete, but, uh, you know, you're moving and you're doing things that I think is, is fantastic. So, uh, that's, that's super cool to me. Um, uh, and you know, the fact that if, as I'm glad to hear you say, you'll consider, you know, doing, you know, a half or something, you know, at some point here and just kind of working it in, um, you know, that's always great to hear as, as I would say, lifestylists are lifelong, hopefully triathletes and things, you know, we'd love to see you stay involved here, but that's, uh, that's really what it's all about is the lifestyle and staying fit and being happy and enjoying what you're doing along the way, you know? Yeah. I think that I, I, the, I will tell you, there's nothing like race morning, right? Um, I, I, I love everything about the Ironman. It just comes down or just triathlon training, but it just comes down to time consumption for me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have two ways of looking at this. Either one, can you do it? Which I proved I can, yeah. or can you be elite at it? Which I know I can't, yeah. not because I don't possess the physical mental. I don't have the time to be elite. So being somewhere in the middle, I'm not somebody who just likes to be I could probably walk onto a 70.3 every day for the rest of my life now. At this point, you've yep. already, I've already done it, right? It's, yep. You're going backwards. Um, but they might cut, you, you don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe come December, you get the itch. You know, I want to go back and see if I can beat 530 at Galveston and get a 515. Yep. It's just, it's, it's a lot of pressure because now you're chasing, you know, because you, you're, you're competitive and you're, you are a, you are, for all accounts, you're, you're a professional athlete. You get paid, you get paid to be in the, in the fitness business. This is what you do. You understand the discipline, you put the time in and, and, you want to do well. There's a stress that comes with that. Sure. I don't want that stress. I just want to know if I can finish it um, because otherwise I don't enjoy the process. You know, right. Um, right. I've done 8,000 shows on stage as a performer and I've never wow. enjoyed any of them because I'm always want to be so perfect, right? You want mm -hmm. to be so perfect. And, um, you know, I, I just, I like diversification, but I will be very much be involved in the triathlon community. Um, whether it's standing there at the finish line clapping for every person that comes through, I I love the triathlon community. Yeah. I just don't have six hours every Wednesday to go eat gel packs and sit around and ride on 106 <laughs> all day long. Yeah. I don't have time. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But I mean, uh, to challenge you a little bit on that, right? So, like, I don't know if you know on me, like, so I still have a full time job, right? I've got my children business, got the wellness center in Manchester. I got four kids, nine and under, right? And you know, not to toot my own horn here, but like, so I don't, I don't train nearly as much as a lot of the guys I'm competing against, right? So, like, you know, you have to be as efficient as you can with that. But to me, like, you know, I'm gonna make the best of the time I have, and I don't give a shit really, like, if they're able to do more training, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna still compete and try and beat you. You know what I mean? And like, that's that's kind of my, my, you know, and it's not necessarily about beating others, you know, but I want to damn well do my best and and be competitive, you know. Yeah. So like to me, it's it's all that mental and you know state of it, and you know that's kind of the the challenge at the same time to me is trying to figure it all how to how to fit it all in every day, and I love that aspect of it, right? Because it is a challenge every day, right? You know, so, um, you know, it all comes down to that mindset. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, I think that that just comes, that, that just plays into the hand that you have to love it. That, that's your thing. When you're not right. working, when you're not working and you're not, you know, you're not, um, you know, with your family, that's right. your next thing. Um, that's that's what I say. It, there's, there's three things in my life. There's my family, work and triathlon. That's it. Right. And that's the way I like it. You know, and I, I do have a drug and alcohol background, right? So right. I know what the, the other side has been about. And uh, this is what helps keep me whole, you know? So um, so that's that's very cool to hear. Congratulations to you to, to step up and never go down that path. I mean, that's that's fantastic. Uh, but keep living the way you are, man. That's awesome. Well, thank you. And thanks for having me today, guys. I really appreciate it. And thanks for letting me share my story. Um, 
you know, but let's let's get together sometime. I'd love and we'll to do a hybrid. Actually, we'll that's right. Well, Elliot's, Elliot's coming to uh, to do the Boston Marathon in, in April. So maybe we could get uh, Elliot in the mix here if we did something. But I'd love to meet up with you before that if we could. But uh, heck, yeah. But let's let's give uh, talk a little bit about your your platforms and how people can follow you and, and learn more about your stuff. Yeah, if you want to follow us. Um, so I own a brand called Chaos and Kindness um, and also a band called Recycled Percussion. And uh, you can follow us on Facebook. Very easy to search it. Instagram, uh, all, all the usual time stuck applications that just, you know, eat, eat you alive. Uh, you can catch us all in there. Um, if you want to see some of the stories, um, you can probably go back and you can find the, the, the videos on YouTube of me doing the triathlon. I think a lot of people that are, that are veterans of the sport were really going to kick out of the, the episode because you're starting to see things like, oh, I remember that. Like, if yeah. you don't know, like I played drums since I was, you know, two years old. When I see someone who's never played drums before, I can just laugh and go, dude, I know why you would think that. And that's funny because that's what I would think too, but I know different. Yeah. Um, when I got on the bike at Timberman, my first thing, I immediately crashed at the start line. I mean, that never happens. Um, because you didn't know how to clip know, in. I mean, right, right, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right. I mean, I don't, yeah, or, or unclip both of them. Um, I, I, you know, I unbroke that ride. I, I'd never ridden a street bike. I unbroke that 56 mile ride at 70.3 because I didn't want to get out of the clips. I never stopped. That was the motivator. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm never motivation. getting out of the clip. <laughs> and of course, every time I try to grab a water bottle, I miss it. I'm like, fuck, another, another 20 minutes without water. <laughs> so oh, you, you get cool. a kick out of it. All you, all you triathlon junkie veterans out there, you get a crack at my, my, uh, my inability to uh, be a triathlete or even understand it because I've learned just if I had taken the exact same fitness level and never practice, but I spent a week learning about the sport, I would have shaved 30 minutes off my time. No question. I wasted so much time with nutrition, walking around. I didn't know transitions was a thing. I When I got out of the water, I was like, first of all, where are all the bikes? Second of all, why is everybody running? <laughs> Like I'm dead serious. I've yeah, never right, even right. seen a triathlon. What's the point of that? Right? It. Shouldn't you take your time? Yeah, right. I'm yeah, like, yeah, right. guys, don't you want to get a fucking sandwich? Like we just <laughs> we just did it. We just did a workout. We're about to start another one. Let's get. I think if you look at the clips, I'm making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich at transition. Like I would, I probably would have broken six hours. I'm like with one day's notice if I had actually like learned what I was doing. Yeah. I'm like stopping and talking to people. My legs are cramping up. I was oh. like, this is miserable. Yeah, and I'll tell you one thing though. After doing Hawaii, a seventy point three seems really easy, like by by, by like preparation. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you probably well, go harder, but you know what I'm saying? Like, man, training for a seventy point three is nowhere near as hard as training for a full Ironman. Two different worlds. Oh, for me. sure. It's it, not the same uh, universe. I mean, yeah, it is definitely you know different for sure, and um, you know I think depending on what you got going on in life and things like that, definitely more achievable and stuff. You know for sure. But I will also say. You are a triathlete, man. I mean, you've you've completed the mecca race of the the sport. You know, the pinnacle of the sport. You're always going to be a triathlete. So, um, you know, yeah, no doubt, man. So I still wear my, um, I still wear my medal around the house. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, I had it on yesterday. My daughter's thirteen. She's like, "Why do you, why do you have that on?" Because I'm an Iron Man. She's like, "Yeah." I'm like, you, like this is forever. I'm wearing this around forever. I'm like breakfast in my underwear, which is an Iron Man thing on eating oatmeal and raspberries. <laughs> like oh that's awesome you know yeah. i had a lady come up to me um this week and we did shows and she came up for autographs after the show and she's like i followed you on the app she's like congratulations on winning the iron man i'm like 
Yeah, thank you. No, no problem. <laughs> I saw your medal. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we all get gold medals. Hey. <laughs> yeah, you know, it is, uh, it's a win, though. It is, you know? Yeah, so. I didn't want to correct you. I just want to feel good for a minute. Like, thank right, you. Right. <laughs> These guys are doing full Ironmans at the time it takes me to a half. <laughs> 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 Almost these days, man. Yeah, they definitely took it to another level. Yeah, they take it to another level. Crazy. So, um, very cool. Well, yeah. No, uh, Justin, thanks so much for being on here. Uh, we'll get this up and share your info here and uh, keep inspiring. And uh, congratulations again. And you too, man. Awesome job. Thank you guys so much for having me. And now let's work out some time and share it with all the fans. Yeah, heck yeah. That'd be awesome. All right, guys. Cool. Thank you. Thanks, thanks Justin. All right, everybody. Have a good one. <laughs>